This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with me, Marshall Ramsey. This is the show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi. Um, You know when you see the red kettles and hear the bells ringing, it's officially Christmas time. But did you know that the Salvation Army is more than just red kettles at Christmas? Well, today our guest is Michelle Hartfield. She's director of public relations for the Salvation Army, and we'll be talking with her about the many ways that Salvation Army helps the community in the world. And later in the show, we're going to speak to a really, really funny guy. Elvis Muzek is a comedian who performs in homeless shelters and soup kitchens across the country just to put a smile on people's faces and give them a little bit of hope. And if you'd like to be part of the show, well, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can drop me an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, welcome back. Good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and it is the most wonderful time of the year and definitely the most wonderful time of the week and the day because you are listening to Now You're Talking. And I tell you what, I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, and if you think the Salvation Army, well, you know what? You may be thinking of the red kettles. You always see them when you come out of the store and they're ringing the bell and everything, but you know, Salvation Army does a whole lot more. We brought in Michelle Hartfield, the Director of Public Relations with the Salvation Army, to share the many ways the Salvation Army helps the community. And later in the show, we got a really funny dude in the audio, in the studio, too. Elvis is in the building. Uh, we're looking forward to talking to him, too. We'll, we'll bring him in in just a few minutes as well. And, of course, this being your show, we'd like to hear from you. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or, of course, always drop me an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. A um, little bit bumpy out there today, by the way. I'm going to be driving to Oxford here in a few minutes. I'm excited. I get to interview some World War II and Vietnam veterans, which I'm really excited about for an upcoming episode of Conversations, which, of course, also appears on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, looking forward to meeting them, too. However, I will be doing some storm chasing, as in I will be chased by storms, and I'm not really looking forward to that too much. But looking forward to the rest of the day. Uh, still coming off of probably one of the biggest highs of my life last week, I had the opportunity in the honor to get to go speak at the George H.W. Bush Library over in College Station, Texas. I uh, can't say that I ever thought in a million years, especially with some of the cartoons I've done about George Bush, that I would ever be speaking in his library. However, a couple cartoons that I did last year, you may remember, went super viral. One was about, of course, the passing of Barbara Bush, and then one was about the passing of the president himself. And they um, had a giant exhibit of editorial cartoons there of originals of different cartoonists and so forth and at the very end of it were my two cartoons and that was just incredibly cool to see those hanging there and I had been in touch with the family about these cartoons before. They really loved it, all the family. And the Bush family is pretty good sized at this point. So I made copies for everybody for it. But I also um, donated and I, I made the donation this weekend because I'd been waiting until I could actually get them down there without getting them bent. But I donated the, the two original artwork, pieces of artwork of the two cartoons will be preserved in the library, I guess, for as long as there's a library there. So that's pretty cool. But it was really a lot of fun and did a lot of traveling, enjoyed College Station, which is incredibly huge. You know, Texas A&M, it's got 70,000 students which is just mind-blowing how big it is. And, of course, we pulled in and landed, and I looked over, and there was their football stadium, which seats over 100,000, and it was big. And, of course, Ole Miss's Ross, former athletic director Ross Bjork's over there, too, and spoke to him real briefly as well. So it was, it was a really nice trip. Uh, enjoyed it. Glad to be back. And, of course, Michelle is now um, got letters behind her name or she, whatever. She's now officially graduated. 
Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, so give us the blow by blow. How was it? <laughs> it was a wonderful day. I've said this on the air before, but it was surreal. It was five years of grad school that's over. and I <laughs> That's over. <laughs> that's over. But um, I enjoyed every moment of grad school. Uh, clinical mental health counseling. Yes. Uh, it's what I... Um, Majored in, and I'm going to incorporate. Well, you keep counseling. you keep saying that, and you've got now. What are your plans well, for it? I'm, I'm going to incorporate radio and counseling. What a what a combination uh, with, for teens. So we're going to talk about teen topics on the air, uh-huh. um, and have a call-in show like this, and like our other shows here. But it's going to be targeted for teenagers. Is uh, there any uh, future? Time when this is going to happen? Of course not. You okay. Know, keep all that hush hush. Uh, okay. Right you, now, so you'd have to kill me. I understand that. <laughs> no, but that is the plan. And also, um, I want to open a home called Second Chances, a mm-hmm. uh, home for girls. We have a lot of homes, and I know Michelle will talk about this later on in the show. But my sh- my home will be targeted just for f- girls because everyone makes mistakes, everyone makes bad decisions, but nothing is concrete. You have everyday. You wake up, you can change your life. So that's, that's wonderful. That's what Michelle. my motto will be, and my uh, mantra. Well, my girls will be called Coco's Girls. So Coco's it's girls. like kind of like a little club. So you can become a part of Coco's Girls, and we're going to do enrichment, of course, self esteem, and all that good stuff, and get them ready for college and success in life. So well, it sounds like I'm you've doing. really put a lot of thought in this. How far along are you with this? Have um, you got a sponsor or a, um, a partner? Yeah, the great, great platform, yes. Uh, if you would like to. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, uh, I've actually uh, thought about this in high school, believe it or not. In high school, I thought I actually auditioned teenagers for my teen talk show <laughs> in high school. Isn't that crazy? So fast forward. I'll be 46 on Thursday, so mm-hmm. now this is actually coming to fruition, and it is wonderful to see. I am going to, planning to start the program this year, well, coming up, 2020, and uh, get some sponsors and some fundraisers and things like that just to add to the plethora of other... Well, um, now that you got so much spare time. <laughs> not really. Not with a 16-year-old, but I Let's love... a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, I know you do. I love seeing um, people's lives change, and yeah. with... All the adults sitting in this room, and I'm looking at Michelle and Elvis and our Hey, Elvis and I back. don't count for that, do we? Yeah, <laughs> but no, no, you guys. We're big what, kids. What I'm saying is what we've gone through life, and it's just time like Elvis does. He gives back. you got to give back, you yeah. you got to give back, and when you give back, it makes the future look brighter. Man, come think of it. i got a birthday this week, too. Uh, wow, you, we both Wait, do. we have birthdays on the same week? Yeah. When is yours? The 21st. Oh, right, right. You're after me. I forgot. Yeah. You're right after me. But technically, I'm before you because I'm much, much older because <laughs> I'm 900 years old. I'm, no, I'm me and Yoda. We're still in the same uh, 40 realm. No. No, no. You did surpass oh, me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm at the stage now where stuff stops working. I can't see. I can't hear. You know, get up 95 times in the middle of the night. But that's just because I can't sleep. Oh, but my no, goodness. No, no. It, um, it's yeah, great. you no, turned I'm, 50 um, last year. Ah, 51 last year. Oh, I'll be 52 wow. this I year. I, I, I wouldn't I, but that. I have to do the math. I can never remember. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it may be. <laughs> hang on. Marshall, really? You're 52? <laughs> well, that's another thing when you get into 50s. You can't remember how old you are. I have to look at my driver's license there. It's it's rough. But oh, no, my goodness. No, it, it's great. Um, you know, because I do have a 12-year-old still, so I, yes, I, yes. I feel young because mm-hmm. I have to be young because he'll be living with us till I'm 90. So you know. <laughs> you know what? And I believe that's a reason. I, people say, you're not 46. It's not about age. I think it is. It's what you do with your life. Well, I drink formaldehyde. That's the other thing, too, because I look really young. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But being around my 16-year-old daughter with her friends, her basketball friends, well, that's always. Enough, that, that'll age you. <laughs> well, for me, it keeps me young. Keeps me young. And meeting people like Elvis at my open mic nights on Thursdays. Yeah, because like Elvis was like a last minute addition to the show. Oh my and, god! And I'm so glad it, the case. I was out there visiting with him. He's hilarious. Well, let me tell you a little bit about. Um, he wanted me to actually carry him into the studio. <laughs> let me it's tell like, you a little bit about MPB and what I love about doing what I do, and this especially this holiday season. It's surprising me. Right? I love that I get a chance to showcase good things about life, good things, people doing great things. Well, come to think and, of it, I get to do that too. Yes, you do. Oh. And this is a great platform to do this. So I'm yeah. glad I met you, Elvis. I can't wait for you to sh- share your story with our listening audience. Okay, and I got to I got to throw Michelle a bone here too. Um, 
because remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the Christmas Carol and so forth on the oh, show. Yes, that was neat. Well, I just got to let you know she's going to do some mom bragging here in a second because guess the Tiny star t- the star of the show is her child. Right. And Tommy, he's Tiny, been Tim. Tiny Tim. For, we're going to talk about that for he's been Tiny wow. Tim for since like the last 19 years. <laughs> That's incredible. I think he's going to age out after this year. I Michelle. think so. And let me wait. Let me turn on Michael. She's hey God, Tiny Tim, I got to shave. <laughs> I would think this might be his God, last one, yeah. yeah. But he's God been talking for two all. years. Yeah. Do you, how does it feel, Michelle? Is it bittersweet? You're like, I'm going through withdrawals. You know, I, I won't miss the constant driving. Yeah, Tiny Tim's car broke down on the way down. He's been limping. He'll, he'll make it. Oh, that's, wow. oh bless well, his heart. That's great. I mean, how's, how's he doing? Does he like get actually sick during the performance because he's like such a method actor? No, no. But by the end of it, he is exhausted. He's probably sick of it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he loves it. He does love it, doesn't he? Does. he? Yeah. Well, so and how old is he, Michelle? He's nine. Okay. Yeah, but he wants his goal. His life goal is to win an Oscar before he's 25. Okay. He will do that. His <laughs> life goal, get this, a great combination. He wants to be an actor and comic book artist. He does. And he yeah. could do that. And no, no, I mean, I did it. I'm not an actor, but I am. I do draw comics. In your I, mind, you're an actor, so I love it. No, in my mind, I don't even know where I am. So there's there's a big difference there. But no, I'm just so proud of him for doing that and being able to have the courage to get up on stage in front of a, a huge group. Is this something that you really encouraged him to do, or is this just something he just like woke up one day and said, I'm going to do it? No, I mean, this is all him. So we encourage him, but we're definitely yeah. not stage parenting him. Like right. he, he wants to do it, and he takes it so seriously. So that's the thing. I mean, you see that he loves to do it, so mm-hmm. you just do what you need to do to help him get it, get there. Like People always ask me that. So, well, what do you do? Well, my son loves to draw and I want to be a cartoonist. My dad, I walked up to him when I was eight and said, yeah, I want to be an editorial cartoonist. And he looked at me, you know, like, I, that had to be the weirdest thing that you could have possibly told your dad. And he just said, and you'll be the best one ever. Aww. And that's exactly what yeah. you need to do as a parent. So, hey, kudos on you. Thank you. Good job. All right. That's great. Man, Michelle, I'm so proud of you. Seriously. Yeah, she's thumbs up on that for actually good. She actually got through it five years. I'm getting my master's right now, too. It's like, oh, except I'm going to take me about 14 years to get it done. So I start back in the fall. But we're going to have a great show today. i tell you what, why don't we just go take a break? It's, ah, honestly, I want to get, jump into this because we're going to have a lot of fun. We have Michelle Hartfield as the director of public relations for Salvation Army. We'll be joining us first. Elvis is in the building. We'll get to him and well, we may bring him in, too. Who knows? There's no rhyme to reason what we're doing today because it's Monday. It is the most wonderful time of the year. And you are listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey of Mississippi Today. Hey, today is a weather day here in the state of Mississippi. Stay alert and stay tuned to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We, of course, will keep you on top of what's going on out there weather-wise. We want to keep you safe. Hey, today our guest is Michelle Hartfield, the Director of Public Relations at the Salvation Army, and um, a very, very, very proud stage mom, too. Yes. Michelle, good to see you. You showed me a picture. I did. Yeah, yeah, I held it up to the microphone, but I don't think anybody could see it. He's very cute. He's very cute. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, to quote my um, 
friend, you done good. Thanks. So on that, great. Well, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to be back. So y'all are super busy this time of year. A little bit, yeah. It's Christmas at the Salvation Army, and, and yeah, that's kind of what y'all do. Yeah. That's what you do. You know, playing the music, ringing yes, the bell, yes. so forth, sort of thing. Well, we love having you here. Um, for those who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for the Salvation Army. Sure. So I am the public relations director, which means that I'm the person that helps us uh, get the, the news out. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and I get to talk to people and hear their stories. Which is great, and yeah. then get to, um, you know, create our, you know, advertisements and our all of our social media stuff and graphics. And my background is actually in art. So is it really? Yes, no way. Is that what you? I mean, is that what you went to school for? Yeah, yeah, graphic design for, really? for fifteen years. So how did you get into the public relations side of things? I just fell into it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. I mean, you end up with careers w- without trying. But, right. So you so you studied art, but you're doing this now. Mm-hmm. Um, did you choose to work for the Salvation Army, or did it find you? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. So, so what did you start out as? Um, as the PR director. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Some people work their way up the ladder. Other people just jump on the top you rung. Know. So that's great. But um, how long have you, now, you told me how long you've done uh, this. Je- uh, for the Salvation Army, I've been there just over two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're a newbie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been working in you know graphic design and creative fields for fifteen years. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, let's tell a little bit about what led you to the Salvation Army, and and then also tell us a little bit how it began because I know it's got a pretty storied history. And I, you know, honestly was just kind of looking for a local job because we had relocated for my husband's job, um, yeah. and so. Um, I didn't really know fully what the Salvation Army did until I got in. And now, I mean, I am all on board. It's the best place I've ever worked. I love it. Um, The Salvation Army was founded in 1865, actually, in London Mm -hmm. by William and Catherine Booth. Um, and they were wanting to do something for, you know, the poor. I would say, so if we're talking Christmas Carol, they were the two guys yes, that came in yes. to Scrooge's office and said, hey, could you, you give know, us some money? London in, in the late 1800s, not so good for the poor people. Right. Um, um, but they actually wanted to attack it from kind of a different level. Um, he had this foundation that he called the three S's, which is soup, soap, salvation, meaning that you can't minister to someone's spiritual or mental well-being until they've been fed and you know you've taken care of all those physical needs so feed them let them get up you know shower which didn't exist in 1865 but right um and then you can yes (laughs) then you can you know actually address some of the internal stuff um and that's uh, you know something the salvation army still sticks with yeah if you're hungry it's kind of hard to to have a Sure. Right. Yeah. To, to heal your soul a little bit. You tell us about the Red Kettle campaign because that's I think that's the one that folks are really the most familiar with. Yeah. The uh, Red Kettles actually started not too long after the Salvation Army. It was 1891. Okay. Um, and uh, there was an army officer, a Salvation Army officer in San Francisco um, who was just really wanting to do some kind of Christmas ministry and, and couldn't figure out how to fund it because San Francisco is not, you know, not a small homeless population. Right. Um, and he remembered back to his days as a naval, an officer in the, in the you know, British Navy. And um, he they had had in the wharfs, there would be like a pot out where the sailors would just drop in some money or stuff and they would use it to, you know, feed their widows and whatnot. So he just basically, you know, kind of co-opted that and, and set up a, a kettle on the San Francisco wharfs to, to you know, raise money. And, and here we are over 100 years later doing it everywhere. That's I mean, that's a big fundraiser for you. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah so chunk. we uh, we do try to live off of our kettles for, you know, at least the first you know, quarter, if not half of the next calendar year. Oh, wow. It's it's huge. It funds all of our programs. So it's not just Christmas. It's it's funding, you know, social services, our programs for youth, for um, our senior population, homeless, um, you know, arts education. We've we do a lot and, and they're all being fed off of those kettles. Yeah, I was going to touch on that a little mm-hmm. bit about because I think that when everybody thinks of you, you think of the red kettles. But obviously the programs that you're doing is why they exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us, you mentioned a few of them. Tell tell us some of the other programs that you work on. Sure. So we've got our social services, which is, you know, the day to day. So, you know, if someone comes in and they don't have enough food, we have a food pantry. We get them not just, you know, here's a couple cans of green beans, but, you know, legitimate meals that you can put together to feed your family for a week or, you know, however long. And um, we do assistance with utilities. Um, mm-hmm. If you've been burned out, you know, we have clothing and furniture vouchers. Um, yeah, that's you know, huge. Yeah. And so people come in and meet with our social service 
you know, professionals. Um, we do have a shelter that's open 365 days a year um, for men and women. Um, you have to be 18 and older. We're I was going to ask yeah. who, who's um, eligible. We're not zoned for children. Um, you have to have special, you know, things in place to be able to legally take in children. So you do have to be 18. Um, and we can you can stay for up to 10 days free. <laughs> Um, so as long as we have a bed available and you can blow clean on a breathalyzer, then you are, you know, welcome to stay for 10 days free. And then we have other options where you can move into our transitional program and be working with, um, counselors on life skills. We bring in people to do GED classes, you know, interview skills, how to dress for an interview, like everything that we can to kind of help make it a transitional program where by the time they're done, they don't need help anymore. The proverbial teaching a person to fish. Right, right. Yeah. So Um, that's huge. So you've got food assistance, clothing and furniture mm-hmm. assistance, Entergy's Power to Care. What's that? Um, it's a program that we run with Entergy. So they actually do the funding. Um, and okay. So Entergy customers can oh, come nice in and yeah, meet with our social service people and we can get them, you know, some of their electric bills paid and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Which electricity is important. In, yeah, a little bit. You yeah. Know, more than just. Especially in the summer. <laughs> yes, in Mississippi. Well, and it's also pretty important, too, in the winter if you only have electric. Heat. Right. If you don't have any other option, for sure. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit on the center of hope mm-hmm. it exists of course it gives a hand up not a hand out um the adult so you can get breakfast dinner counseling access to shower laundry and other amenities so mm-hmm. basically you can kind of get back on your feet right right yeah that is always the end goal and like i said we have the 10 days free and then and then there is a minimal fee um at beyond those 10 days when you're in that transitional program but yeah. we're, we're working with you all the time to, to you right. know, get you where well you that makes to sense too because you have a little mm-hmm. bit of a buy-in right. at the end of the day right. so that's huge transitional housing um tell us about that um, that's mostly, mostly, you know, working again with that shelter. And then we do have a program called Pathway to Hope, um, which is a qualification for anyone with children under 18. Um, yeah. and so you can be a single mom, a single dad, a married couple, you know, a not married couple, whatever. Uh, you just have to have a child under 18 and then you're, it's an 18 month program where you're, we're working again, one-on-one with the, our case managers on all the skills and things. And, and our case managers have literally gone and picked people up off the side of the road because if a car breaks down and you're working an hourly job, you lose that job if you don't show up. Yeah, um, Mich- Michelle's got a question for hey, you. Uh, yes, Michelle, ma'am. I love your Hi. name. I know. <laughs> no, but Michelle, you know, you just mentioned caseworkers. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a, cl- a mental health uh, assistance for uh, your clients as well? Absolutely, we do. Yes. Um, we have people that are, are working, you know, again, with, with our um, our residents mm-hmm. um, and, and doing what we need to do to, to get them to self-sustaining. And I know mm-hmm. you, um, you you deal with you every, the day-to-day operations. You see them mm-hmm. coming in and out because PSTD is, is oh, real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't have to be someone that was in um, the service or in the Army. PSD TD can be uh, traumatic experiences here. It can be, be from child fire. abuse yes. or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or even a fire. Like you say, you see a lot of families come. Yeah. And, whole- and disasters. Exactly. Um, so we don't deal as much with disasters, you know, here locally. Mm-hmm. But the Salvation Army nationally and internationally does. Um, and, and we'll actually deploy. Um, I spent uh, several weeks, uh, two-week, you know, rotations for Hurricane Michael. Um, so we'll go out and, and work and, you know, teams to do that. Um, and you, you see a lot of mental health stuff with that involved, too. Are they outsourced, or do you have um, uh, mental health techs or mental health counselors working in your facilities? We do not have someone in-house mm-hmm. in Jackson. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for the other Salvation mm-hmm. Armies. Um, some of them probably do, okay. um, but we don't. But okay. we, we, we outsource ours. All right, good deal. It, it sounds, it's one thing, and I think the golden thread that's running through everything you've been saying so far, is that you go past just viewing as somebody is just being homeless. You've actually tried to get to, the per, to who the person is and what's going on in their life, and I think that's so important mm-hmm. to remove that stigma, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we, uh, another one of our core tenets is that we want to break the cycle of generational poverty. Yes. So if we can, you know, reach children when they're young, help them educate them. We have arts and athletic programs um, where, you know, kids can come in at $75 for the whole semester for, you know, guitar lessons, piano lessons. So things that like these children probably wouldn't have access to private lessons. Right. Um, And, you know, we have professors from universities coming in. So this, these are legit instructors. It's not just, you know, mom and pop off the street. Um, and we have, you know, youth sports and things. So, again, trying to get these children, you know, a, gra- a step up when they're young because some of them have been in families where, you know, parents were 
poor grandparents, right. you know, and, and if we can break that cycle and start a new, you know, trajectory for that well, I mean, family. Things like alcoholism and things like that, a lot of times there's a com- family component where it goes on. Say if there's abuse early on in childhood, mm-hmm. there, you know, so it's, you have your case managers, you can get past it, you can help them start working on their way to a better life. Sure. That's huge. Uh, you, also, too, I like this emergency shelter that you have. Um, you mm-hmm. mentioned 10 consecutive days, but on days like today when there is severe weather, yes. you don't turn anybody away. No, yeah. and um, and if the, if the temperatures for us, our, our threshold is 34. So when 34. If it gets below 34, we leave our shelter open all day long. Um, okay, and, quick question. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 34. Why not 35? Why not 33? You know, I didn't get to make that decision. <laughs> I'm just curious. I figure there's somebody out there that's really smart. Right. And a lot of them are, it's actually 32, but because we're Mississippi and people don't live in such It's cold, Mississippi. Yeah. It should be under 50. Right. Okay. I mean, come on. Seriously. It's cold. And then we do obviously have, once the heat index reaches a certain point in the summer, we leave it open as well. So when the heat index reaches April, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's how it works here a little bit. Um, you do have, obviously, you have community community leaders come in there's mm-hmm. f- everything from financial seminars bible study other life skills too so you yeah. have you have that teaching component so you have a lot of volunteers coming through oh my gosh yes so many and we can always use more volunteers so anyone out there um contact our office uh, 601-982-4881 and we can put you to work i was going to ask you real quick before we go to the break obviously you hear the wonderful music how do you get people to man the kettles uh, we have a wonderful volunteer coordinator who is okay. amazing, um, and that's pretty much what she does from September to December is work on kettles. <laughs> so she's kind of hard to say no to. Yeah, she's Basically. wonderful. Oh, that's incredible. All right, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue speaking with our guest, Michelle Hartfield, Director of Public Relations for the Salvation Army. Hey, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. We're all just basically swaying to the music here. After you're just joining us on the program today, we've been talking with Michelle Hartfield, Director of Public Relations, a director for Salvation Army. Doing great so far. Also, mom of Tiny, Tiny Tim, which is pretty cool. Even though it's Hartfield, not Cratchit. I don't right. understand. Yeah, you know. I'm confused. He's adopted. Is he adopted? Okay. He's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, so we, after Christmas, too, we have another event, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Michelle was you know, reminding me. As in S-O-U-P? S-O-U-P, yes. Because you mentioned earlier, yes. soup was one of the components. Yes, that's true. And um, you get to come like and have, uh, we have about 25 restaurants that donate soups. And so your ticket gets you all the soup you can eat and a bowl from the mustard seed. Nice. And oh, we, they, they do such a great job yes, with their with their pottery. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, but we need celebrity soup servers. Okay. So... Wink, wink. Well, Elvis is in the building. <laughs> so we're wrapping you, Marshall. Me, you. Elvis is like, wait a minute. Yes, I won't Michelle even be in town. Is already, Michelle's already on our list. So what we're so. going to do is we're going to do an MPB uh, Now You're Talking table. Mm-hmm. So that means I have to have Marshall uh-huh. there. So we're going to uh, um, serve soup on Super Bowl. 
Isn't okay. Cool? Well, we could probably do that. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to people. Yeah, look at we, he'll, he'll talk to his people, right? <laughs> no, I just got to make sure I got it open. You know my schedule, but no, if I, I'd love to do it. I'd love to volunteer and help out. That'd be great. Um, I, Elvis is in the building, too. Yes. So, Elvis, just go ahead and jump in here. Elvis, um, all right. Real quick, and we're, we're going to kind of have you, because you were, you were talking a little bit about Salvation Army, too. So, I think you can probably interview as well as I can. So, we'll bring you in on the Elvis Mooch. <laughs> you just said it earlier. I know. Moich. Moich. I know. I'm, I'm teasing. Elvis Moich is a comedian, and um, you'll actually be speaking coming up on Sunday, December 22nd at Finian's Pub. But you're also speaking, too. You, you do comedy routines in homeless shelters yeah. as well. Yeah. I've done close to 90 this year. Wow. Yeah, it's been cool. That's impressive. So um, are you going to be speaking in Salvation Army? Yeah, Friday at 7. Okay. Yeah. So t- tell me a little bit about that. Um, how did you wake up one day and say, you know what? I think this would be a really good idea for me to go bring some cheer and humor and happiness to folks that probably could use some cheer and humor and happiness. I, I accidentally did this once in Tupelo, Mississippi during a, it was a tornado warning. And it yeah. always stuck in my head because I just I went there I, and sometimes I was a on board the road. can stick in your head, too. If there's a tornado, you got to <laughs> oh, be careful. Yeah, right. But it was so uh, like impactful. And I remember just the feeling and what happened during that set and all the stuff that it just stuck in my head. And people always ask me like, what's your favorite performance? And out of everything, even the cool stuff I've got maybe to do that, that was it. And it just always stuck in my head. Didn't do it for years. Yeah. And then I got an idea. I was like, Oh, let me see if I could do this for a month. And then I did it. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. And then I thought, okay, well I'll just keep going. And now it's been a year. I, I think I think one of the toughest things on comedians, of course, obviously, is the audience. Sometimes, and, yeah. and I can tell you this just from what little speaking I do. Sometimes you'll have a, an audience that maybe is kind of quiet or mm-hmm. dead, you know, and you're trying to feed off them. How are you received? Do you get? I mean, are your audiences usually just glad to see you? And and no, it varies a lot. It varies yeah. like how the program is run, who's there, the employees, uh, mental health issues, substance stuff. Is it yeah. a wet or dry shelter? Meaning, can you be sober, you know, or not? Right. Um, but. And that's tough that's, as a comedian. How do you? It's like okay, now how can I tailor my humor to fit into each specific shelter? It is tough, but you yeah. kind of just have to be present, and you can't have too much stuff planned. So you have to react, and uh, yeah, I think people can sense eventually that you're there and you care. So that can have an impact. But even if it doesn't go well, there's always people that appreciate it. Right. And that's a big thing for and me. That's, that's a huge thing because Michelle was talking about that earlier about how she hopes to start giving back. But that's a way for you to get back. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I, I mean, I get stuff out of it, too. You know, like to perform for in those environments. Yeah. It makes me a lot better as a comedian. Yeah. You know, to have to deal with that. And then I get like a regular heckler in a club. That's I'm about nothing. to say, that's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, gosh, I love hecklers, by the way. Me, too. It, it, it really is a lot of fun because you just feel like sometimes you're just messing with them. Because either, A, they've had too much to drink, which means yeah. they're probably not sharp mentally. You know, when you have the mic, and you have the mic. Exactly, you have the power. As the, back in the day when I actually did a talk radio show where I had you know callers coming in screaming on stuff, and it was like I could hit that button. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. Yeah. I was like, I so wish. I would say I wish marriage was like that, but my wife's listening, and I have a chip in my neck, and I'm not going to make that joke. So I'm not going to make that joke. But I don't respond to hecklers like I do in a club. I, I have to. I can't be mean to people that are going through stuff like that. that. So exactly. It's to, punching down. Yes. yes. So, Especially when there can be mental health issues involved. Yes. Yeah. So a few, I've just kind of had to let it get ruined. Oh, yeah. Performance. Yeah, I just kind of, oh, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun while it lasted, so we'll, we'll take a break here a little bit. Uh, Elvis, and Michelle, you can jump in, too. I mean, don't be shy. We'll all be talking like we know each other. How did you, uh, originally from Bosnia, mm-hmm. you were born there, but yeah. you grew up in Michigan. Yeah, from seven, though. So from seven. A okay. Bit of so you, you know how I got bit? here? Um, airplane? Hillary Clinton. No. She dodged all this sniper fire. Yeah. No, I remember when that happened. <laughs> she picked me up in her strong arms. She did. She said, I'm taking it back. I'm Hillary Rambo Clinton. She's, she's, he's, this kid's cute. And how? And you were you were, you were were probably 15 at the time. So No. <laughs> how did she lift you? She must be really strong. Yeah. So that's how you got here, Hillary. I remember that. That was, that was, uh, I actually did a cartoon about that. You did? I did. I oh, did. If I don't know, I'd have drawn you in it. Yeah, just as a little kid there. I know. So proud of her. Well, I have a few questions for Elvis. Let me ask you, what did you do before comedy? Um, Had you always been in comedy, or is it something that you gradually started when you first came to the States? Oh, I was a a college dropout from a good school. (laughs) Okay, all right. uh, It makes a difference. But before that, one interesting thing I did do was I hiked the Appalachian Trail, and then... You went the whole trail? I did. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've done part of it, but gosh, the whole thing. Lyme disease and everything. Oh, really? that, that's got to be fun. Uh, obviously, that was something you did after you dropped out, or that's why that, you yeah, dropped yeah. out, one of the two. No, it was after. And it was I, after? Okay. Yeah, I left, and then I you know, I worked jobs, and I just kind of tried to do stand-up, and I loved it. Yeah. And then, you know, progressively you do it more, and then it becomes you know, a real problem in your life. So what, yes. state, what states <laughs> did you start when you started your tour in December of last year? What states did you go I to? I started this in California, and then uh, I went up even to, like, Reno and did some some bigger places there. Oh, you and, hit the casino circuit early. No, I, hit, I did this big, huge shelter, and it was outdoors, and I yeah. stood on top of my van with a megaphone. <laughs> oh, did you really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I got heckled, and uh, it was fun. But I've done a bunch of southern states. Uh, I avoided the northeast I try to stick to areas that are like the lowest income area of every state. Right. And I go to like uh, the major city there that has a population over like fifty, sixty thousand. And then I organize these, and I organize a regular show. Are we off? Keep, keep yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, we keep talking. <laughs> Apparently, somebody's having a very bad moment with weather. Okay. Uh, I hear the alarm going off, but yeah, yeah. And, uh, I organize these regular shows to get into these. You have to bring socks and underwear. And I leave all these donation bins around town. So there's like seven different places now that have these bins. And I try to get a hold of some sort of media or something and get uh, people to donate how do you items. Get, yeah, how do you get in touch with the different particular shelters to, to find out, hey, I, like this is what I do. Here's a video of it. Would right, you like yeah. me to come? I, yeah. have, uh, I have a video. I have, stu- I have like an email pretty much ready. So I, I, have, I, meet, I try to meet the director, whoever I can, and then I, I send them you know, references, a video, and I explain what I'm doing and – it varies, you know. Uh, there's one place here I'm still trying to, you know, get them to do it because uh, they're not all run the same way. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'd say you got to figure out exactly who to talk to. What's yes. what? And some people have no sense of humor too. And some people that work in these fields, they've given up. And one thing I'll say about the Salvation Army, you guys, you guys are probably as far as the bigger organizations, the best. Clearly, like everything is, runs well. I can get to the person that's in charge quickly and. Uh, but sometimes uh, the workers at shelters, they give up. So it's kind of hard to get them to do anything. They kind of have this apathy. And then imagine if you're homeless and you get to these places and these people have apathy. And then you're like, oh, Jesus. Right. It's really a, a sad situation. Michelle, um, are you going to go to his set? Now that you know that he's doing it, I bet you're going to go hang out and heckle <laughs> yeah. him. You're gonna I, heckle I, him? Might, yeah. I might actually be suffering tiny yeah, You teeth, don't have to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's how you're free now. <laughs> It's, it's all kind of that. But that's, I mean, what a great idea, though, seriously, no, to is. bring somebody I, in to bring some entertainment and some joy to people's lives. It is It is sometimes difficult on, you know, on our end to get, you know, things that, that our residents will enjoy that aren't going to cost us, a, you know, a fortune to, to yeah. bring in. And yeah. so, you know, and, and even just the donations that... You know, it seems such a, such a fundamental thing, but socks and underwear are the biggest request, I mean, yeah. for, you know, the homeless population. So that's huge. Yeah. Elvis, what the bins? Do you know where they are going to be located around town or do you know? Yes, absolutely. The bins are available now until the 22nd, 12 p.m. So that's next Sunday, 12 o'clock They're uh-huh. at the Skybox, Finian's Pub, Coffee Pros, eight, and one of the 88 cent stores. On uh, Bailey Avenue, Tom's Barbecue, Trisha's Sports Bar, Captain Jack's Hot Spots. And if you want to see the addresses and where these places are again, just go to at Elvis Comedy on Instagram. And uh, there's an image there you can look at. So at Elvis Comedy. I'm going to make sure I follow you right away on that. Well, maybe I'll follow you back. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Bring bring it on the show on a beautiful day. I'll think about it. Rejected by Elvis. My heart's broken. Seriously, Elvis, um, is that your original name? Did your parents like say, yes. "I love the King of Rock and Roll"? Not really. Okay, didn't think so. No, it was you know Yugoslavia was not really uh, open to religions, so my family is uh, Muslim. Uh huh. So they, I realized this at when I turned eighteen. I was like, "Why would you name me this? You never listen to him. You never talk about him. What is this?" Yeah. And they're like, "Well, we didn't want to give you a name that attract all this attention, so we just went with no Elvis." Didn't so they picked Elvis because it's not Muslim. That's true. That's true. So you you are Elvis now. I do like that. Do you see? So you know the jokes. I say I did a dad joke right as I met you, and you just looked at me like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> when you're writing your set, though, when you're writing your set, and you're going, you know, you have to take into consideration where you're going, who you're speaking to, yes. like you said, what all the different factors and everything. Most of the time, you just an outline in it because you can't come in with a set set. Oh, a sad set. A set. Oh, set. A set set. No, oh no, 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 no. You just Absolutely can't be. Not. You can't be in stone. Yeah, especially in the shelters, you can't do anything. Yeah. You have to be really present and. 
you have to address whatever the situation is. But, but the only issue with those sh the shelter shows is I have to be like sort of PG. And the people that are living there, it's not a PG life. So there's this like this sort of issue yeah. in the air. And I can't address certain things. And that can be sort of, sort of challenging. But it's kind of changed my stand-up. Like I used to maybe want to be edgy and stuff. And now I just kind of want to cheer people up. Our, my former producer before Michelle uh, so wonderfully took over and has done a great job was Rita Brent, who is a, a, a up and coming uh, comedian too. And it's just so funny because she would do a comedy set in a club and then go do one in a church. Oh, yeah. And it was like she would get a brain freeze from going, you know, having to be blue comedy over here and then clean comedy over here. So sometimes yes. you're just like, okay, now this is where I'm at. Yes, this yeah, is where yeah, I can be. Definitely. Michelle, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in, talk a little bit about some more things that y'all go going on because tis the season. We got Elvis and Michelle in the building and got another Michelle in the building. We have an intern who's sitting behind us who has not had to say a word yet, but she's pretty cool too. All right. And of course, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Top 10 ways to listen to MPB Think Radio. Number 10, the iHeartRadio app. Number 9, TuneIn Radio. Number 8, Amazon Alexa. Number 7, Google Home. Number 6, Deezer. What's a Deezer? Number 5, Spotify. Number 4, Stitcher. Number 3, YouTube. To listen to a radio station? Yeah, all the kids do that now. Number 2, Apple. And the number one way to listen to MPB Think Radio, the MPB Public Media app. Free in the iTunes and Google Play Store. What about just over the radio in the car? Yeah, you can do that too. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is now you're talking on MBB Think Radio. We're having a great show today. Thank you for being a part of it. Uh, be weather aware out there today as well. We got some storms that are going to be coming in from Louisiana a little bit later today. I see that we are under a tornado watch. So uh, keep listening to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We will keep you informed. We have Michelle Hartfield's Director of Public Relations for Salvation Army in the house. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Elvis Moich is in the house, too, uh, right. which is Russian for peasant, I just That's found right. out. So you've got, like, <laughs> two cool combinations of names. Uh, you got Elvis, who is the king, and then a last name that means peasant in Russian. That's right. Your parents are awesome. They really Thanks. are. They knew what they were doing, too. That's great. All right. So, Michelle, we got to jump in with you real quick because... Thanksgiving was late this year. It was. And yeah, which so, means the kettles are not as full as they should be. Right. We uh, we have national agreements with some of the bigger retailers, uh, mm -hmm. Walmart, Kroger, and we can't ring until after Thanksgiving. So we basically lost an entire week mm. of kettles. Belief. Um, yeah. That's not good. <laughs> so we're, we're, we just hit 200,000 this weekend, and our goal is 450,000. So, so we're not even we got, quite halfway there with seven full days left of kettles. Seven full days left. Gosh, mm -hmm. so somebody's arm's going to be really sore yes. by the end of this thing. Yes, and so, you know, please remember, it, it really, even if it's just a quarter and you feel like it's silly, if everyone's dropping in those quarters, it adds up. Adds up really quick. Mm -hmm. So if you get some change in your pocket when you get done shopping, uh, and we've been talking about some of the different programs you're doing, it's mm -hmm. going to make a difference in somebody's life. And, you know, the whole point is at Christmas time is the gift of giving. Mm -hmm. And that's a good way to give. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and, and we, uh, you know, we have so many people who come back. 
back and uh, volunteer because, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was an Angel Tree recipient or, you know, the Salvation Army. I can't tell you how many people have Katrina stories, you know, and so now I'm coming back because of the way I was, you know, touched after this disaster. And and it makes, again, my job so much easier because they do the advertising for me. And it's, it's good, heartwarming to be able to talk to those people. Let's talk a little bit about the Angel Tree. Yeah. Um, we had about 2,400 kids this year, um, just finished this weekend getting it all together. So we distribute this week, um, and we will, you know, be giving out gifts to about 1,300 families and 2,400 individuals with seniors and children. And it's, it's great. It's a good day. Alice, you, you said you're going to be jumping into different shelters and doing some speaking. You're going to be speaking, of course, at Finian's Pub. You'll be doing a stand-up routine there on Sunday, December 22nd. And, of course, you have got little homeless places well bins for new socks underwears bras diapers hygiene products etc and those are in different locations like finian's pub coffee pros beauty zone tom's barbecue trisha's sports bar and grill and captain jack hot shots uh, as well which is in, in byram so you're going to have you're going to be able to in that short amount of time be able to make a big difference in this community. oh yeah like about every two weeks i probably get at least two hundred dollars worth of items Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I try to hand it out myself. I wash it and hand it out. And, um, yeah, but, you know, the boxes are kind of cool, so I, I would like for people to see them because uh, they have all these graphics on them, and then after the shows at the shelters, I have people write notes, and they're always uplifting and, you know, they're beautiful. And I put them on the boxes, and you can have – you can look at those, and there's pins you could take for free, stickers, uh, even if you know what this is, CDs. Wow. Do you guys yeah. remember that? You can use them as coasters, can't you? Yeah, Frisbees. Frisbees. Yeah. <laughs> Skeets. <laughs> you can listen to them. They're, they're, you can listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This guy's old school. I love it. It's great. Floppy disks. Flop. No, let's not get that far. <laughs> I still have my AOL floppy disks. I have a pigeon in a cage there. <laughs> Smoke signals? Yeah. Morse yeah. code? <laughs> um, Elvis, seriously, this is this has a, it had to change the trajectory of your career. Just, it has, yeah. yeah. I'm not so. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think comedy could, does it have like it doesn't have to be like objective driven. Every, a lot of comedy today is like that. Yeah, where people are trying to convince people, and they're like kind of becoming pundits. Yeah, I think you can be. You can have a point, and I learned this from a mentor I had in Detroit, downtown Tony Brown. He said you can have something serious to say or something you know important to say only if it happens. Through being funny first. Right. And then it's really, it, it can be really something uh, powerful. But be funny first. And then if you're meant to do those types of things, it'll happen. So it's kind of had it's kind of had that effect. And I just like cheering people up now. It's just so, it's great. Yeah, because it seems yeah. like we're kind of in a time right now. And just as a society yeah. where everybody's like either in one camp or the other. They're all looking at each other like. Argh. Yeah, and, and the so comedians, it's nice. yeah. they're contributing to it. So they're they're kind of arguing these points and stuff. And you're kind of ruining comedy for people that just want to be funny. Like I like to say stuff I don't agree with if it's funny. Right. Well, that's the thing is once it's funny, people will pay attention. Yes. Yeah. I, I found yeah, – I used to do funny cartoons. I still do kind of yes, funny cartoons. But do. you get the point. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's the literal spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. Yeah. Michelle, you're funny, too. Oh, thanks. You really are. No. no. Okay. Now, real quickly, we got to introduce your, your intern who's sitting so quietly in the back because she can't get to a microphone. But Yeah. So, I have Ashley here. This is her first day. So, we have just thrown her in. Exactly. Um, but I'm excited to have her. Oh, very good. She's home from college. So, yes. it's very nice to have her in here as well. Michelle, what's next? What do we need to know? Um, what's just um, just put money in the kettles? Yes, please put money in the kettles, <laughs> guys. Keep me employed next year. <laughs> yeah, really. We don't time, we don't want Tiny Tim to go hungry, right? Yeah, in um, case Scrooge doesn't bring the goose. Um, and uh, no, but like you know, we've said, so many of our programs are really doing a big big change, and and we're really trying to to make a difference in the Jackson area, and. I can't speak highly enough about this community. They yeah. they support us. And when we, you know, had angels that weren't adopted, people came out in droves and donated. Um, so just, you know, please do continue to, to put money in the kettles. And then, you know, we will be rolling into Super Bowl in January. So tickets for that. It's a fun event. Yeah, that really does. That is. And you've done it year after year after year. It just seems to get better every year, too. Oh, yeah, as well. yeah. We're about to max out our space, which is a good problem. Exactly. <laughs> Elvis, you've got your shows coming up at 
Finian's Pub on Sunday, December 22nd. How- hey, there's two. Can I mention them? Oh, no, no. I definitely don't want to leave it out. Okay. I'm so there's a, on Saturday. It's kind of a late thing. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, I'll, I'll be at the Skybox Daiquiri Bar. Nice. That's, uh, north, north of Finian's. And then mm-hmm. Finian's on Sunday at 8. But price of admission. And if you don't bring it, I'm taking yours. You have to bring socks and underwear. Socks and underwear. Yeah. Or uh, hygiene products, uh, diapers, new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jackets, blankets, hats, gloves, you could be, those could be gently used. But this has really turned into a mission for you, hasn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad that Michelle found you. I mean, I'm so glad you came in today because, I mean, y'all were bumped into each other in an event and uh, you decided to come in today. Give me a kiss. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> there oh. we go. I know, the power of live radio. <laughs> but um, oh, now you're making me blush. <laughs> it's a good visual for it radio. Is. It is. Um, you won't stop kissing me. <laughs> Get away from me. Well, t- well, take the mistletoe out from over your head, right. sir. Okay. Uh, trying to think. Is there anything else that we need to cover? Mm, I think we're good on our Okay. Well, all yeah. right. Well, one last thing. Yes. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no that's fine. If we you're a business who wants to have me leave one of these boxes, I have plenty left. And you can just yeah. email me, ElvisComedy at Gmail, and I'll bring it today. I'll bring them today. They're okay. kind of cool. Throw that throw that email out again. Elviscomedy at gmail.com. Okay. I'd love and, to leave those. And Elvis, I have a few questions. Um, will, how long will you be in Mississippi? And if someone wanted to reach out to you and have you come to their venue or their uh, center, how can they reach you again at that um, website? Yeah, how can yeah. people book you? Uh, you can go to my website, elviscomedy.com, and there's you can you know, any social media, there's links on there to that. There, my email again, elviscomedy at gmail. Uh, send a pigeon. Send a pigeon right. or a smoke signal. Yeah, yeah. Do you have right a time? Cave wall. Do you have a time when you're leaving Mississippi, or is it just you're going to go by the days? Well, this whole week is pretty much in this area, and then uh, yeah, this that might be pretty much it. Oh wow! Oh man! So well, I want to thank you. Thank no, no, you I'm glad we got you in here. Good grief! And we we rolled out the best weather that we possibly could for you thank today. You. I appreciate yeah. it. You haven't really experienced Mississippi if you haven't had a tornado. I mean, nothing <laughs> says Christmas in Mississippi like a tornado. That's what we do. That's how we roll. But we anyway, are the best. It is so good. I mean, it's very nice to meet you, and Likewise. I love what you're doing. Michelle, thank you yeah. for coming in, too, and, as um, well. And we're SalvationArmyJackson.org, so if anyone has any questions. Excellent. Excellent. All right, and thank your wonderful silent intern. I will. Who's so incredibly shy. She can't say a word. All right. Well, y'all stay safe today. Like I said, stay tuned to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We will keep you up to date on the latest watch warnings. There is a tornado watch in the central part of the state as well. We want to thank you for joining us and thank our guest, Michelle Hartfield, Director of Public Relations of the Salvation Army and comedian Elvis Muzik. Thank you. Ah, I did it right. For joining us as well. And if you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, well, go to mpbonline.org slash now you're talking and listen to our podcast. Now you're talking to the production of MPB Think Radio and is produced by the incredibly talented, wonderful, and now graduated Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell and join us next week for more Now You're Talking, only on MPB Think Radio. Y'all have a great week. Is 